Uh, one thing that I've worked in real estate is, you know, there's plenty of lenders, but there are not a lot of deals. So if the deal makes sense, you'll find someone to fund it. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Creating Wealth Podcast, where I, Kyle, from Kyle Curtin Real Estate, interview local top dogs in the real estate investing, wealth building, and personal finance industries. Let's build together. What's up, guys? The guest on this week's episode of the podcast is absolutely awesome and has one heck of a story. Charnay was born and raised in Boston and started off her real estate career with a job as an assistant in a real estate office, later got her agent license and started doing rentals, and then discovered her passion for the investing side of the business. She has worn several different hats in the industry thus far and is extremely inspiring. In this episode, Charnay and I talk about building and leaving a legacy, teaching the next generation and inspiring people, avoiding getting stuck, and so much more. She has a really cool story and I hope you enjoy. Let's jump right into the episode. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 74 of the Creating Wealth podcast. Today, we get the great pleasure of chatting with Charnay Dixon, an absolutely phenomenal Boston-based real estate agent and investor doing some really great things. What's going on, Charnay? How's everything going? Hey, hey, Kyle. <laughs> hey, everything is good. Everything is good. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Yeah, the, the pleasure is all mine. I'm very excited to, to uh, chat with you again on here. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if we could jump right in, you know, tell us a little bit about your backstory and like, you know, how you kind of got the real estate bug, so to say, and and yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, real estate, actually, I kind of got interested in it in like high school. Um, my mom was a realtor. I didn't really know what that meant. I would say I would just kind of like sometimes go with her after school to like appointments to show apartments. And I would just kind of either run around the, high, the, the, <laughs> the apartment or sit in the car. And so that's what I thought that real estate was. And then uh, the summer before I went to college, I actually got an assistant at a real estate office as, I'm sorry, I got a job as an assistant at a real estate office. And it was pretty cool. I just was like updating the databases and kind of seeing what was available on the market. And that's when I really would say that I kind of, it's like, okay, this is kind of cool. I like what they do, you know? Um, but then I went to college, I played division one basketball. So after that summer, I went away to school and I always had it in the back of my mind that, you know, once I graduate and I'm done with college, like I really want to get into real estate. I want to get my license and, you know, be like the agents in my office. And so that's exactly what I did after I graduated uh, college. I came home, I took the class, I took the test, I got my license. And, you know, I was a, a rental agent for like a couple of years, part time, you know, it was I thought I was making some money, you know, <laughs> get a commission here, a commission there. And then uh, probably a few years later, I got into like, I got tapped in on the investment side. And um, I was like, man, this is, this is amazing. And I went on like a rabbit hole and on YouTube <laughs> on what it was like to like wholesale real estate to do sales. Cause I was only doing rentals at the time. Um, what it was like to buy and flip. And I just got super curious and probably like 2000, 
18, I bought my first property and, you know, it's been, I haven't looked back since then. All right. That's absolutely mm-hmm. awesome. That's, yeah. that's awesome too. The, um, like when you first discover it and like, you know, all of a sudden it's like the universe explodes and like, there's like all these different avenues and like, everything's crazy all of a sudden. And Seriously. it's like the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> it is. It's one of the things I love about real estate is that, um, there's so many different ways where you can become active or how you can make money. Um, you know, at the time, all I knew was rentals and I was like, wow, this is amazing. This was like to be a realtor. And then the transition to helping people buy a house. Then I was like, wow, this is cool too. <laughs> I be able to purchase my own, you know? So it, I went through all the phases, which was cool. Um, you know, I've wholesaled some too, and just kind of figured out what I like and what I don't like. Yeah. I think that's really valuable too, to, to kind of be able to taste, you know, different parts of real estate and like, you know, you like the rental side for a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then transitioned into like working with buyers and stuff to, to like representing yourself on transactions and stuff like that. And kind of figuring out like, you know, what you more favorite over, over different parts of it. Exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely huge, you know, to, um, to be able to like, just do like different things and everything. And, um, you know, maybe not just stick to like one category, like within real estate, uh, you know, yeah. to be on like different parts of it. Definitely. I, re- I recommend anyone who wants to be involved to, you know, explore all the different uh, options that real estate has to offer and figure out what's your niche and, you know, what excites you yeah. um, and, and what actually kind of is in your wheelhouse and then focus, focus there. Yeah, definitely. So, so <laughs> no, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so take us through the um kind of like your first property that you bought on your own. Like was it a like a buy and hold or a flip? Yeah, sure. It was a flip. Uh and it kind of happened on accident and I'm I'm grateful for it. But uh, I would say I have reached a point where I was doing some wholesaling. You know, I was finding some off-market properties and flipping them to investors. And uh, I realized I really like working with investors. You know, they would tell me what their criteria was and what they liked, and I would go and find it. Um, so I went and found this single-family house in Hyde Park, Mass., um, which is in Boston. And I pitched it to one of my, my investors, a couple of them. And they were like, you know, it's not enough meat on the bones for me. But in my mind, I was running the numbers. I'm like, yo, this makes sense. <laughs> And um, actually, one of my uh, one of my colleagues, he was I I pitched it to him and he was like, you know, Sharnay, when are you going to start doing some deals yourself? And like it just started ringing in my head, like maybe I should do this deal. (laughs) So I started just trying to put all the pieces together, put all the pieces together. And finally, like I got it to a point where it made sense. I I knew potentially where the money could come from. I knew about how much I needed. And, you know, like I said, I believed in the deal. I believed in the purchase price. I knew how much work it needed. And I I knew the area. I'm born and raised in Boston. So I knew, you know, what the ARV could be. And so I put my offer in and I hoped that it would come through and the offer got accepted. And the, the financing that I had lined up actually fell through. And so I was like, oh, shit. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right, right. Like, what am I going to do? But you know, just believing in the process. And uh, one thing that I've learned in real estate is, you know, there's plenty of lenders, but there are not a lot of deals. 
So if the deal makes sense, you'll find someone to fund it. And that's exactly what happened. The deal made sense. I found another lender. Um, I found out how much money I needed. You know, I, I lived off ramen noodles for a couple months. Nice. I was going to my mom's house every <laughs> night for dinner. Like, would you cook, mom? <laughs> I cleared out all my bank accounts, but I really, you know, I believed in myself and I believed in the deal. Um, and so, yeah, my offer got accepted. My funding went through. Um, it was a flip project. So, you know, it didn't go smoothly, but what real estate project does, right? I learned a lot of lessons, but, you know, we, we ended out on top and um, what I projected to be, uh, you know, like maybe like a five figure cash out ended up being a six figure cash out because by the time we went to market, you know, the, the value was up there and I was just like, wow, I can really do this. So um, it actually ended up being a, a deal in Hyde Park that I tried to sell to an investor. He didn't want it. I put the offer in myself. I found the funding. Um, and I went through some hurdles, but I made it to the finish line and I, I haven't looked back since. That's amazing. I love yeah. that so much. It was cool. That's crazy too, especially like, you know, to be able to, like you said, like it didn't go, you know, a hundred percent smoothly, but like you still ended up on top, you know, and like learned a bunch of lessons along the way and like still crushed the deal, you know, even though somebody else might've turned it down, you know? It and did. It did. And it's something that I, like I kind of stand by and I always tell new investors is like, you know, what may not make sense to a seasoned investor may make sense to you because, you know, I have investors who, if it doesn't make six figures or more, they don't touch it, but they earned that right to say no. Right. As a newbie, like myself, it was my first deal. And I think I had the spread with me making like $40,000. And I was like, I'm okay with that. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's worth my time. And, um, you know, I ended up making like twice that. So it's just the way that the market went, but it all started with me not being too egotistical, um, knowing and understanding the numbers and being willing to just kind of get that experience for a lower payout Yeah. Um, that ended up into, you know, a bigger payout. So I'm grateful. It could have obviously went either way, um, but nonetheless, it was just being willing to, um, get the experience and take a lower payout in the beginning that turned into a grand slam. That's huge. That tuition cost is, is everything, right? You know, and like learning as many lessons as you can and like getting paid for it is twice as dope. <laughs> That's literally it. I, I was like telling my friends and like, you know, my family, like, you know, worst case scenario, it's like getting paid to learn because you're either going to get a little bit of money, even like I'm like 40,000, maybe if worst case scenario, I'll make like 10 or five, but to have gone through the, the process and just experienced things that like are invaluable lessons that you're never going to learn on a blog or um, in a book. Um, it, it was definitely priceless and, you know, God willing, it, it worked out in my favor. But, you know, I think that the, the biggest thing was being able to take that leap of faith. Yeah. Of course, that, that's something that I've realized um, relatively recently, actually, is the, uh, you know, being able to really like take some of those situations that happen to you, you know, that sometimes aren't aren't really looking too good in the moment, you know, if like something breaks or, you know, uh, something with a contractor doesn't line up or something like that. And just being able to like, you know, take a step back and just kind of like rationalize and figure out how to fix it. And then being able to take that solution and leverage it, 
you know, over and over again, like into like your next house or your next flip or, um, you know, what have you. And pretty much like just kind of absorb as much as you can, you know, whether you're, you're profiting or you're not. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it worked out well. It worked out well. That's that was awesome. my, first, my first project. That's awesome. So Sharnay, what's kind of your, your drive and your vision for the long term? Absolutely. Um, so my drive is really just, you know, wanting to do better. Uh, I'm an athlete, just naturally i'm always looking for ways to improve myself my situation my family um and i just think bigger picture um what what do i want to leave behind you know um and that's what really drives me is just thinking about like legacy and like you know after like when i'm gone or you know when i'm retired like what have i contributed you know to this world or to my family and, you know, that goes hand in hand with my vision. My vision is to be able to create, um, you know, an empire, to create something uh, that is not only beneficial for me, but my kids and their kids and generations to come. So whether that be through the knowledge that I learned, the properties I acquired, um, you know, whatever I'm able to pass down, it definitely, it definitely drives me. Um, I like to take what I think that my mom kind of instilled in me and just kind of take it to the next level. Yeah, I totally agree with you. You know, like that, that kind of why is, you know, a force to be reckoned with, right? Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> just to be able to like get through, you know, some of the the tougher times and, and just think of like, you know, that, that you're creating something that's like much bigger, like than yourself and like, you know, can impact tons and tons of people for generations. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think that finding your why is super important. And they found me, it, it, it took me a little bit of time to get there because right, as of right now, you know, I don't have any kids yet, um, but it is something that, you know, I, I want to have in the future and uh, outside of myself, because, you know, that you don't want to be too selfish. I, at some point, you know, that's not enough motivation. Yeah. Um, you know, I try to think about what my parents or my, you know, my mom, uh, specifically has created and instilled in me and what that would look like for the next generation and um, you know better be prepared than sorry so of it's course. been definitely motivation for me um, mm -hmm. when I don't feel like doing it for myself I try to think about um, you know the legacy that I want to leave behind yeah that's huge <laughs> like a one thing that um that my mom you know kind of instilled in me was like you know if you wanted something like just go out and get it yeah, you know, and like it's it's something like just as simple as that. To, you know, the, that's so applicable to, you know, like the things that we're trying to do, and um, you know, just to be able to to follow that advice and then magnify it and just kind of you know show, like your kids and and family and stuff like that, like what's possible, and um, you know, and just kind of like magnify that that same like idealism, I guess, for the next generation. No, absolutely, absolutely. And even in the meantime, just feeling like an inspiration to the people around you. Yeah, um, yeah. I have so many people who reach out and, you know, they're just, they ask like, oh, how did you get started? And although I feel like my story may not be significant or it's just another drop in the bucket, you never realize how many people you're impacting. Um, and so it feels good to be able to kind of like be a resource to 
uh, my immediate circle or people who just kind of find me online and, and they reach out. I'm always responding to DMs. And the more and more I get the question of like, how did you get started? The more and more I feel like um, inclined and just motivated to share my story and to share my resources uh, because like, it's cool to look next, you know, next to you to your left and to your right and to see your friend doing the same thing and their friend doing the same thing. And it's just a new generation of, of real estate investors or, you know, things that maybe we didn't think were possible. And then once you do it once, you realize like, oh, that's all it took. Like, <laughs> you know, not that it was easy. It took a lot of work, but, you know, I'm not afraid of hard work. And um, I think a lot of people who ask me those questions aren't either. So. I just try to be an open book and uh, a resource as much as I can. And, you know, that's a part of my vision. I was the second part of the question. My vision for real estate is just to continue to build my portfolio, um, to be a resource to others who are looking to do the same things that I'm doing. Um, and to, yeah, just leave something positive behind, whether that be uh, a, a portfolio, money, uh, assets for my family, or knowledge and resources to my friends or other people who want to get who want to get involved yeah that's absolutely golden and i i totally agree with you there of like you know taking like the knowledge and stuff like that 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 you pick up from you know experience and having just conversations and reading books and podcasts and you know all this stuff and just being able to kind of you know help people up the i'm, I'm going to use an analogy that um another guest uh used recently actually of he basically looked at personal finance like a mountain mm. and like whenever you you know walk up to that mountain you know there's going to be people at like the tippity top like you know that have already gone through all the struggles and everything you know there's going to be the people like halfway down the mountain that are still figuring things out but you know decently on their way mm -hmm. and then there's going to be the people you know still just beginning and mm. I mean eventually you know you're start to going to start to gain some traction and you know, you're going to realize, like you said, like, you know, people will reach out to you. Um, you know, you'll just be having conversations and, you know, you'll just kind of realize all of a sudden, like the amount of value that, that you can give from your experience. And mm -hmm. that's, that's something I totally agree with is to, you know, be able to like take the knowledge from like all of these places, like just from, you know, like us absorbing from wherever and, uh, and that kind of thing, using that information. And then making sure, you know, we bring other people up as well, you know, and just kind of like continue the circle. And it's just, it's so valuable, you know, it's, and it's a lot of fun, you know, no, like. <laughs> absolutely. And that's why I think even this podcast is amazing. Like being able to put these resources together, tell people's, uh, let people tell their story um, and, you know, give this information out to the, to the masses, because I'm sure in each podcast that you do, there's a nugget that maybe someone didn't think of or resource that someone didn't know about that could be the, the key factor to helping them get to the next level or take that next step. So I think podcasts like these are super important for the culture, um, super important for sharing, sharing resources and knowledge and help um, you know, bridge that gap in building uh, financial freedom, especially for our generation. Thank you so much, Sade. It means a lot. <laughs> no, seriously, I, I seriously mean that. So you know, thank you as well. Yeah. And it's like one thing that like I always have found like extreme gratitude in is 
like the amount of times that I've had, like, you know, just conversations with like investors on Instagram or like, you know, just over the phone or something and, you know, just going back and forth and like, you're telling them about, you know, something that you got going on or like, you know, what the next barrier is that you're trying to get through. Mm-hmm. And like, they just drop like one or two sentences, like really casually. And like, it totally like rocks your world. And like, that's the solution that you were looking for. And like, mm-hmm. I just, I like absolutely live by that, you know? And like, the way I think about it is like, you know, that's happened like several times um, to me. Like there was one time that, uh, shout out to Nate Swift. Um, it was a, he was a, an investor out in Springfield uh, last year that, that I interviewed on here. And I was figuring out um, when it came to like getting pre-approved and stuff like that for like my first buy and hold. And I was like, oh, you know, I just started this job. Like I've only been here for a year and the bank always says like, oh, you know, you need two years of W2 income and like all this stuff. I'm like, man, I'm like, I got to wait a whole nother year. And uh, one thing that I left out was I tried out like community college, like full-time quote unquote, um, you know, right before that, like trying to figure out my life. And he's like, nah, dude, you're ready. I'm like, what are you talking about, Nate? He's like, dude, like you're ready. He's like, you know, go to your, your loan officer, like tomorrow. He's like, because they might be able to take your full year of school plus your full year of W2 income that you just got and count that as your two years. And sure as anything, like a couple of days after that, I was pre-approved. Like, that's the type of thing that I'm talking about. Like one, like casual conversation, like one sentence from one conversation. Yep. And I'm like, you know, if we can like have people on to like tell their stories and everything, and like, if we can like flip the, the script and like, like you said, you know, be able to, to give that nugget to somebody else and like completely change their world and, and put them on the next step. Like, I just, I feel like that's, that's everything, you know, just yeah. giving. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree 100%. And I, I've been in that conversation multiple times as a realtor, just kind of with friends and family where um, I like to say they have all these preconceived notions on what it takes to get qualified. And so they like psych themselves out before they even get told no. And I have to tell them like, don't be afraid of the no, right? Have the conversation so that you can talk to a loan officer or a lender. And they're either going to say, hey, you're pre-approved and this is how much you can spend. And now let's go celebrate. Or they're going to say, hey, you're not pre-approved today, but do X, Y, and Z. And let's talk in this amount of time. So it's like one or two things. So many of my friends have gotten pre-approved just from this advice and which is what I stand by. And it's just like, take 30 or 40 minutes outside of your, out of your day, talk to a loan officer and let them put you on a game plan and say, hey, pay this off, pay that down, or you know, do this, file taxes this year and we can get you pre-approved, right? Instead of being afraid of, oh, I'm not ready, go find out why you're not ready and what you gotta do to get ready. And it's, it's helped so many of my friends and family just get over that first hurdle of being afraid of the no. Mm-hmm. And they either get pre-approved on the spot or they get a game plan, which I love game plans. I'm an athlete. Uh, <laughs> you know, you get me to play coach and I'm going to run the play. Let's do it. <laughs> and that's what it's about. You go to the loan officer and you get the playbook and then you follow that. You know what I mean? And um, no, so, you know, congrats to you and, um, you know, for not only having the conversation, but to 
just not let it fall on deaf ears because you could have been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you had the courage to be like, all right, let me see how legit this is. And now look at you. So I agree completely. One conversation can definitely change your life, but also being open to the knowledge that you're getting is, is, is super important too. 100%. I, I couldn't agree more. It's literally like just the craziest thing in the world. Like when you know, like you said, like it, it could just be like, you know, one small conversation with the loan officer and like, it could totally change everything. You know, mm -hmm. like something else that, that somebody just kind of like, you know, mentioned and like, you know, to them, it was no big deal. But to me, like it totally changed everything was like the potential difference in pre-approval from getting like a regular duplex to like a three or a four family. Cause like the extra rental income coming in, like yep. my pre-approval, like it, it didn't double, but it was, it was close, you know, and like that, that type of thing, like somebody just happened to say it, like catch it in a conversation and it's like, yep. whoa, wait a minute. Like, is that for real? <laughs> you no, know, like this is what I love about, about real estate, Charnay is like, all it takes is like literally like one sentence, like not even like probably literally just like a couple words. Mm -hmm. And like, that could be like, you know, put you in a whole nother direction in life. You know, Absolutely. like it's, it's the craziest thing in the world. Like, <laughs> I tell you, my uh, transition from rentals into sales literally came from a conversation I had with someone who became a, a big mentor to me, but he literally showed me a check one day for six, for $10,000. I was a rental agent, you know, I was making a thousand there, 1500 here, 2000 there, you know, yeah. decent checks, but I was like, wow, like. This he was cool. like, yeah, like, like, like 10 grand off of one deal. And he's like, yeah, you know, I do sales. And it seemed so overwhelming to me. Like, you mean you help someone buy a house? Like, what? <laughs> like, that's a lot of money for someone to be trusting you to spend. But it was, it was intriguing. And I asked him a million and one questions. And he sat and he talked to me. And I realized, like, it's a very similar process. You just got to learn a few more things. And I made that transition. And, you know, it changed the traje trajectory of my career, of, um, of my life, because I went from sales into investing. Um, but just being open to learn more, um, it, it, really, it really makes all the difference. It does. It's, it's unbelievable. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. So being open-minded, uh, being open-minded is, uh, is super important, especially in this industry, being willing to learn and, um, you know, just kind of following and executing the advice that you're given to. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. It's, it's just really crazy. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> so Shanae, I like to ask this question because it usually trips people up a little bit. And I say this with love. <laughs> How do you define wealth? It usually takes people a second to kind of think. <laughs> All right, right. I'm like, how do you define wealth? Um, I mean, I, I think it can be defined in multiple different ways. Mm -hmm. But I, for me, it's about having like the resource to live like life on your own terms whether that be mentally, spiritually, financially, you know, everything. So um, wealth to me is having financial freedom, meaning I'm not stressed about where my money's coming from, where it's going, um, being able to wake up and do whatever I want to do uh, because of that financial freedom. 
um, to be able to be uh, mentally and physically healthy. I think that that's the biggest form of wealth that we, we have. Um, so I think all those things aligning, you know, one, being able to live life on your own terms. In order to live life on your own terms, you have to be financially free. Um, you have that financial freedom. And what financial freedom does is it gives you the time and opportunity to explore your mental, physical, um, and social health. And so if I had to decide, uh, define wealth, having all of those three in line would be the wealthiest that you could be. Yeah. You know, I think it's really crazy, like how those flow into each other too. Like you said, it's like, you know, if you can free up your time, you know, from like your W2 or, you know, whatever, like someone's situation may be. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, like, like you said, like you can be going to the gym every morning and like, you could be working on your business and like, you know, like hanging out with your family or like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you, all of a sudden, like you're getting stronger in all of those other areas. And like, it's so crazy too, you know, kind of like what we were talking about earlier about, you know, just kind of like sharing like as much information as we can with people. Like it's like after, you know, kind of like learning about this stuff and like financial freedom, you know, for, for a little bit now, like it's, it's almost like unfair, like just how like most people don't know about that, you know, like it's cause it's just not common knowledge. And like, you know, it's, I don't know, like you just kind of see it from like an outside perspective after like yeah. shooting for it and like, you know, being around people where like, it's, it's so possible. And like, you know, these pe- three people have done it and like, you know, it's, yeah, I, I, that's, <laughs> you know, like that's, that's something that, um, yeah, I definitely strive to, to kind of do is to just, you know, share that, um, that kind of idealism because it's, it's so true, you know, it's like, you can do it. No, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> no, 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 no worries. I, I feel like it, you have to kind of just break it all down. Yeah. Think about what the bigger picture of wealth. A lot of people, when they first hear it, they think money, of course, finances. That's great. That's a big part of wealth, of course. But then what, right? Let's say you're financially free. Are you still wealthy? If you're sick, if you don't have time for your kids or your family, if you know, at what cost? So for me, uh, wealth is bigger than money. Um, it's, it's, it's my health. It's my family time. It's control over the decisions I make, regardless if we want to admit it or not. A lot of decisions we make are based on money. Do you yeah. get up and go to work? Well, if you need the money, you do. Do you, <laughs> you go to your kid's game? If, if it's at the same time, you have to go show a house. Well, if you like, sometimes you have to make that decision. But to be truly wealthy means that none of the decisions you're making every day is based on money. Yeah. It's not based on whether or not if I make this decision, I won't get this client or I won't because you're already financially free. And I think that mm-hmm. um, sometimes, I mean, I, not to say that money is everything, but if you're not financially free, not saying rich or whatever the case may be, but to the point where money is like a burden, then you can't truly make any other decision without it in mind. Yeah. You're right. It's like, you, you literally can't, you know, like you you have to have money coming in to pay the bills and like, it's either costing you your time or it's not. Mm -hmm. Basically that's it. So my ultimate end goal is to get to a point where it's not like 
Um, I tell a lot of people who reach out to me, whether they be mentees or just looking for advices, you know, and they're trying to build a portfolio and they want to know where to start is, you know, I like my college coach used to always tell us like, ladies, keep the end in mind. You know, on my freshman year, I remember we got practice jerseys, uniforms, everything that had the championship game date on it. 316, I'll never forget it. And every day in practice, we wore 316 shirts, 316 shorts, and it stood for March 16th. And so when someone was crying or whining about a suicide or missing free throws, she just said, keep the end in mind, girls. Like, look at your shirt. 316, you want to be playing in the championship game? And we look at each other like, hell yeah, we want to be playing. (laughs) And all of a sudden, you got that extra boost. So, you know, I tell people all the time, like, keep the end in mind. If you want to buy your financial freedom, do you know what your freedom number is? Do you know, like, what number you need to cash flow for you to feel like all your financial worries are gone? Because if not, you need to start there and then you can work backwards and you can kind of tack it at house ones and giving me 500. I can minus 500 from my freedom number. House mm-hmm. two is giving me a thousand. Let me minus a thousand. And then you start building towards that. Once you reach your freedom number, you're free to make decisions without money in mind. Yeah. I think that's the coolest thing in the world. That's awesome. <laughs> I love That's <laughs> like, that's one hell of an analogy too, of like, you know, having that um that championship game like date you know like from day one like you know this is what you're shooting for you know and then it's almost like you can reverse engineer it Mm -hmm. to like oh like game by game or practice by practice and you know same type of thing for for financial freedom like you said was like oh you know like if you don't have that that final number or like you know that amount of like just cash flow coming in every month like what exactly do you want to shoot for I feel like it's it's really really difficult to to kind of continue right because like you're you're shooting and like that's great but like if you know like what are you shooting for you know I'm like (laughs) absolutely what are you what are you shooting for yeah you got you have to uh you have to know the the end goal and reverse engineer I think that's absolutely it especially in real estate you got to know that end number a lot of our calculations are determined off of the ARV Mm-hmm. After repair value, we start at the end and, um, you know, we, we work our way, we work our way back. So I think that, uh, this, it, it's kind of transferable. It's transferable. So that's a lesson that I learned in college that I'll never forget, you know, shout out to the right state Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> 316. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 316. And you want to know what's crazy is we made it to the championship that year. We didn't, oh, win. What? You know, we, we lost in the championship game, but we made it. That's all right. Game. You still hit the um, goal. <laughs> and how many years later, like it's still an important life lesson that even if I didn't know it at the time that I still hold with me today. So, yeah, I love that so much. That's so cool. And like, imagine like, you know, where like everybody else is that was on your team, like, you know, they'll, they can probably still remember that and be like, oh, like, you know, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Shout out to my Raiders. I'm sure. If I call any one of them, they would reminisce. They would be like, oh, I remember when coach used to do this. And it's like in the moment, you think like, oh, why do they, why are they on my back? Or like, you know, you don't always see the lesson in the moment. But um, it's just amazing to see how that particular lessons, uh, that particular lesson was transferable. And I still, I still carry it with me to this day. And, um, you know, that's keep the end in mind always, always keep the end in mind 
And that's when the deals are going good and when they're going bad. I've been on the, the flip side of that when I've been a part of deals and the numbers aren't adding up and you know we're over budget or over the timeline. But you know, it's either you can be upset, you can give up, and you can be, oh my God, I'm never doing this again. Well, you got to remember my end goal is to build a real estate portfolio, you know, is to get capital from flipping, get cash flow from buying holds. And, you know, if a couple of those deals don't go the way they're supposed to, I can cry about it and never buy again, or I can learn my lesson, mm-hmm. understand what my real goal is and keep it moving um, and try not to repeat it. So I try to, I try to keep, keep that in mind, whether things are going good or bad. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I, I've seen that like more in the past couple of weeks than ever. Um, yeah. Cause I, I finally closed on a, uh, like my first three family, like just a, a buy and hold. And I've had um, in the first two weeks, I noticed like both of my oil tanks leaking, like right off the bat. So that was like 5,400 bucks right off the bat, like, you know, right after buying the house. Mm-hmm. And then like a motor went to the furnace. That was another 500. And now I'm replacing the furnace right now. <laughs> you know, like all of a sudden it's another like 11 grand, you know, and like the amount Not of lessons. The that... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, and like the amount of lessons that, you know, I've been trying to tell people from that experience go on. But, um, you know, that's something that like to your point, like I've seen more now than ever is like, yeah, you know, it, it really sucks in the moment, you know, seeing like fuel leaking from your tanks and like, you know, one of them, like you haven't even met the tenant yet. <laughs> so that was interesting, but <laughs> you know, but oh, that was the thing is like, all right, like I can be like really pissed about this and like, you know, sell the house, put it back on the market and like, you know, wash my hands and never do this again. Or, you know, you can keep the end in mind, you know, like you keep saying and, and, you know, realize like, yeah, this sucks right now, but you know, at some point down the line, like you're going to be laughing that you were even, you know, this even like upset you, you know, (laughs) like at some point, you know, like, but for now it's like, you know, just kind of be able to step back, rationalize, figure out a solution. Yeah. It'll cost a bit of money, but like the lessons that I learned from that was like, you know, how to deal with like a, a crisis situation. Cause of course it was cold as hell. And it was like a Sunday night, you know, like the classic, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> couldn't have been a worse time thing. Yeah. Um, you know, like just how to stay calm and like, you know, how to make sure the tenants are well taken care of and warm for the night and everything. And like the amount of lessons from that, like, yeah, it sucks. I had to spend 5,400, you know, all of a sudden that wasn't expected, but I learned like at least three or four lessons from that, that I'm going to take for the rest of my career. So I'm like, well, I mean, in a way, like you're, you're kind of went, it kind of cancels out. I mean, the way that I look at it, you know, like it's the tuition costs, right? Like, <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. Yeah, absolutely. Though. Absolutely. It, it sucks regardless having expenses um, that come out of the blue are definitely um, the, they, they can be deal breakers or, you know, they could be spirit killers, mm-hmm. but, you know, you got the right attitude and um, it's a good thing that it's a buy and hold. So you have time to kind of get that, get that back through appreciation yeah. and cash flow. Um, but, you know, I think you have the right mindset overall, hundred um, percent. Even, even if, if, it, if it was a flip um, and, and I've had that happen uh, 
dealing with it now where I had to replace a heating system on a property I'm working on that I had no intention on replacing that mm -hmm. I didn't have in the budget. And it's like, it is what it is. The house needs right. heat, right? So yeah. you got to figure it out. Um, and those type of situations can be, like I said, they can be confidence killers. They can be like real mood changers in terms of how you approach real estate. But I think with each situation, you got to figure out, okay, how, how could I have avoided this? If I could have, what have I learned to do better next time? And then once you get over that, okay, all right, now what's the solution? That's exactly. it. If you stay, if you stay too stuck in the, it happened to me and you don't get to the solution fast enough, it can literally make or break you. It is. It's very discouraging. Mm -hmm. You know, like it took me last year, it, I had two properties under contract that fell through. And like, I was trying all year of like putting offers in and like, you know, everything wasn't happening. And, you know, towards the end of the year, it, it was very discouraging, mm. but you know, like all it takes, like one thing, like not to go on another tangent here, but like one thing like that's cool about real estate too, is like, you know, you could be like getting dragged through the mud for a while. And then all of a sudden, like something crazy happens and it's like, like you're on this high all over again. And like, you know, everything just changed. And it's, I, I think it's like the, just the coolest thing in the world, you know, cause it like is. you never know, you know, <laughs> like, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> no, I, I get it a hundred percent. It's I've definitely a test. Highs of, and the lows. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a, a test of your, your mindset, you know, and like just pushing through the, the garbage and eventually you're going to make it you know, keep that long-term vision. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I would say real estate, just your success is determined by how creative you can get. Yeah. Because shit always happens. Mm -hmm. It always happens, but how do you, how you pivot and how you react to it is, is the make or break. It is. It is. You know, you open up a wall, you just, you just never know. Mm -hmm. Someone can look amazing on paper and you rent them their apartment and I've dealt with it. They don't pay their rent for over a year. Like I've been there. Like, and I was like, man, F this, I'm done with real. Like <laughs> I had a temper tantrum yep. and I was able to regroup. And then you got to think bigger picture. And that's why your why has got to be important. What are you really doing this for? Exactly. You know? Um, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so true. So true. So Sharnay, I got one more question for you. Awesome. It's, do you read and what is your favorite business investing or real estate book that you would recommend to anyone or like a podcast or audio book mm -hmm. or anything that you consume? <laughs> awesome. Uh, I'm definitely big on the podcast and like the audibles. Um, I would say my, my number one real estate podcast that I'm listening to right now, actually I have a couple uh, bigger pockets which is like a super popular one. So if, if you haven't heard of it, definitely look it up. <laughs> uh, I've uh, recently gotten into this podcast called Rants and, Rants and Gems. And it's just rants about the industry, you know, the negative side, and then the gems, which basically focus on those little tidbits that we talked about earlier on, you know, can make a difference in, in someone doing a deal or not doing a deal or buying a house. Um, so shout out to both of those podcasts and, you know, I look forward to catching up on a few more of your, your, your episodes as well. So thank you for <laughs> introducing me. 
<laughs> definitely I i'll have to um i'll have to check out that um the rants and gems one that sounds pretty cool yeah it's it's super cool it's on the uh eyl earn your leisure network oh okay yeah yeah, yep. yeah earn your leisure is pretty popular right now and the rants and gem focuses solely on real estate um they have a, a super high level broker and a mortgage uh a mortgage officer who are the two hosts um and i learned a lot from them just little gems each episode has that one little gem that you do. Oh, shoot. I never thought about that. Um, and, and I appreciate that. So those are my top two um, for sure. Right now I'm actually reading uh, for book wise. I'm reading uh, long distance real estate investing, uh, which mm -hmm. is uh, by David Green. He's from Bigger Pockets, um, which I love those guys, but the book is really good. I'm actually preparing to venture out of, out of state. All right. So um, the book has been super, you know, helpful in terms of getting me motivated and confident <laughs> to step outside of Massachusetts. Um, <laughs> so, so far, it's, it's a good read. Definitely. That, that one is super, super good. Yeah. Have you read it? I have. <laughs> oh, nice. I read a couple of the BP ones. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I've, um, I've read a couple too. I just picked this one up, uh, I think last week and I started it. Um, because like I said, I'm really looking to venture out of state as I'm um, in the process of scaling my rental portfolio. Definitely. So Sharnay, yeah. where on um, like social media can you be found? Like you, the company, your agent stuff, everything. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So I'm an agent, like you said, I have a team with EXP Realty, uh, the CDIG team. You can find us on Instagram or Facebook, CDIG team. That's, uh, uh, that's our handle. CDIG Realty Team, sorry, yeah, CDIG Realty Team. And then uh, you can find my investment group where we buy, we rehab, we hold. Uh, you can find us at C Dixon IG, and that's on Instagram, that's on Facebook, Twitter, all those handles as well. Not on that page, you'll see more of like my fix and flips and my transformations, bathrooms and kitchens and, and et cetera. So always looking to connect with uh, retail buyers as well as investors. Cool, cool. I'll drop all that stuff below. Thank yes. you very, very much for coming on here, Sharnay. That was absolutely amazing. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate you having me. This is a great conversation. Um, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate this platform. Thank you so much. All right, guys, that concludes our Creating Wealth podcast episode for today. I want to thank every single person that has listened this far. It really means a lot to know that people can learn from me and with me as we build wealth together. Hopefully you can take home at least one thing from this podcast that will improve your life just a little bit. If you could, please check me out on social. That's at Kyle Curtin Real Estate on Instagram, Facebook, and I'm on Bigger Pockets. Until next time, let's build together.